Hello everyone, welcome to episode 19 of the Film is Dead podcast. The date is the 5th of November, Bonfire Night, and my name is John. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm James. Hi guys, and this week we're doing a, a quick little bonus podcast to take a look at the 2006 film, V for Vendetta. But before that, uh, how are you guys doing? Yeah, doing all right. Yeah. Lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel as though, like, we're doing as well as we can, but this film that we're talking about today, obviously, being the 5th of November, it's sort of apt for that, but also how we're all feeling at the minute with the uh, lockdowns and the uh, the hierarchy. Definitely. I'm only, I think I'm one more lockdown away from actually blowing up Parliament myself, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Tchaikovsky. Like blasting out of it, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah uh, it's worth mentioning. It's uh, the, f- the first day of lockdown, the 5th of November, in the yes. UK. In the UK, yeah. We're, ba- we're back in a second lockdown. Or is it so, third? Or, or, I don't even remember how many we've had now. It's the second one, um, even, oh. though, even though I think going into tier three is essentially um, a lockdown as well, isn't it? So. Yeah, I'm I've always thought of that though. Which genius came up with that to start on the fifth of November bonfire night? <laughs> I love that. Then and again, I, the traditionally, list. big crowds of people are out watching, you know, fireworks and bonfires. Like, who, who came up with that idea? Yeah. Let's know. get rid of. Let's get rid of it before everybody starts getting the candles and the sparklers out. There, there won't what, be bonfire what, nights tonight, though, will there? No. Well, I mean, I, there were already a few. I've heard a few fireworks. Yeah, but around. that'll just be in the gardens. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Like. No, no. Like, I don't think any of the displays will be knocking about. No, I, no. I think displays have been outlawed in the ship. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I still, like I said, I still feel like knowing like how people have been rebelling. I guarantee there'll be still gatherings, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There will be. Yeah. But as long as as long as people aren't coughing in each other's mouths, you know. <laughs> Well, they might be. <laughs> oh, if that's what you're into, then. Uh... Famous uh, bonfire night tradition, that. <laughs> yeah, the the mouth. You not know, if you're American, you might not understand this. The I find mouth. it funny that, like, what, what's normally not, not a holiday, but it's normally a national kind of day, bonfire night, has just been completely taken over by, by lockdown part two. Yeah. And Halloween was, but I mean, that's more of an American thing, isn't it? I mean... Not very popular. I mean, it's a nice thing. People get cosy about Halloween in England, but we don't do it the same level that it, <clears throat> that it seems like the Americans do it. Definitely. I mean, bonfire night is our thing, isn't it? Halloween is the Americans thing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We have uh, we have bonfire night in Guy Fawkes, don't we? Yeah. Well, they, they have uh, Independence Day, don't they? <clears throat> yeah, uh, and Thanksgiving. Well, Independence Day is essentially their bonfire night, isn't it? Because they just oh, so yeah, for the fireworks, yeah, fireworks and stuff like that. Most of, yeah. well, I mean, it's about a different sort of thing, isn't it? Like bonfire night is about we we not... celebrate. Really, bonfire night is about celebrating the fact that the the, the Houses of Parliament didn't get burned down. Yeah, it's, good down, point. It? it's like, like the opposite of it, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite yeah. of independence. <laughs> That's crazy, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good, but uh, not to get back into the uh, into the Joe Rogan podcast. But hmm. like this, I don't know how it went today. They had a, a vote today in the House of Commons about whether or not to go ahead with the lockdown. I imagine it went through, but yeah. 
there was talk where like uh, Chris Whitty and Patrick Valance actually had to explain themselves as to why they're proposing a second lockdown. And they pretty much couldn't. Like a lot of the evidence they've given is like doesn't stack up. They've been using like old data and stuff. Like and people have been pointing out that the, the the tier system within the UK government, the tier system has actually worked. It's brought like apparently the the infection rate, the R rate as of today, is like back below one again. Oh, is it? Because the, the tier thing has kicked in, and they've been using old data to like calculate mm-hmm. their theories that four thousand people die by Christmas a day and stuff. <laughs> And it's all based on data from like September the third or something. <laughs> Can't help but feel like there's an ulterior motive. I'm not sure. Well, that's the conspiracy theories, isn't it? This is like it, it doesn't add up. It definitely doesn't add up. What what is so, going on? Something's wrong. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying there's no such thing as a has, you know has, has coronavirus. Anyone, we know that there is such thing as that. But has anyone ever watched the uh, David Ike? Is it David Ike? Oh Jesus Christ! I was watching the video. Yeah, I know who he is. Oh. Yeah. It, it, it's been banned on so many different platforms, but I was, I was watching a video of him today where he was just like completely like slating like the whole thing, saying it's made up. And he was saying now he's done like speeches with like 40,000 people hugging like hundreds of them um, on the night. He's like, and I've not got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, David Ike's come across, I mean, he's come out with some interesting stuff, but he's also said that the, you know, the royal family are, are, are lizards. So, yeah, I mean, it, I think once you uh, something like that, how can I, how can I believe anything you say in the future? Because you obviously, you're a mentalist if you believe that lizard people are knocking around. There's a thing with David Icke though, whereby uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of it's a big like ADL thing. The uh, the Anti Defamation League, they have a big bee in the bonnet with him. Basically, there's a big belief that when he talks about people being lizards, he's actually talking about. Jewish people and his people claim he's very anti-Semitic and he's hiding it behind right. these conspiracy theories kind of thing. There is a weird thing with David Icke, but the ADL are very sensitive to stuff like that. So, like, are they similar to the EDL? No, not at all. They're the complete opposite. <laughs> the, the, <EDL. laughs> the ADL are a force for good, but they're just very. Uh, it's the anti-defamation league, so it's like the anti uh, anyone who's anti-Semitic will pop up on their radar kind of thing. Yeah. Like. But uh, so like David Icke is a bit, a bit of a fruitcake, but I think people think there's something a bit more sinister behind some of the stuff yeah. that he I believe reports, like. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe you, it. From what you know about football, today, John. Like. He used to play for a football team, didn't he? He was, he was like a yeah, semi-pro. Yeah, goalkeeper. Goalkeeper for Coventry City in the, in the top line. Yeah. Yeah. Is he good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day he retired and started wearing purple tracksuits because he claimed that purple... Like reflected the uh, like repelled the lizard people. Honestly, this is all true. Like uh, later on YouTube, it he first appeared on Wogan in like nineteen ninety one wearing this purple tracksuit oh. and just claimed a massive tsunami was going to wipe out the earth in like two years time or something. Obviously, it never happened. But yeah. <laughs> I think is does yeah. he just make it up? Does he just like where does well, it? <laughs> it's definitely an, it's an interesting character in terms of like. Yeah, what the fuck's going on, kind of thing. Honestly, looking into it, like watching some of his YouTube videos. But I mean, obviously, I don't believe any of it, kind of thing. No, but it's no. definitely interesting to like. Look it's into difficult. It's, like, it's difficult to sort of take anything else he says, you know, sensibly. Oh, yeah. He said mental stuff before. Yeah, I think nowadays he's trying to get away from that a bit. He's almost trying to, in the last maybe ten years or so, he's trying to push himself as like a serious kind of political commentator like and he knows what's going on you know and 
the list of people around the world and stuff. And... <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, lizards. Yeah. I think lizards are cute. I mean, I like I like a lot of different animals, really, but <laughs> lizards are, are interesting creatures. <laughs> uh, can I just mention not to get into the <clears throat> sorry, not to get into the main film straight away, but just while we're on the sub the subject of like conspiracy theories and stuff. The whole plot of our main film, V Vendetta, revolves around a government who have deliberately killed 100,000 people of their own population with a virus. And I was just watching it before thinking like... Fucking hell. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> and they have curfews, you know, all these things. I was just like... Oh, no. That was so scary as well. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're so out a bit late, aren't you, love? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll get back to that. But yeah, just remind me of that if we don't talk about it later. There's a lot, of, a lot of coincidences with stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> there are no coincidences. Oh, very good. Yeah, another little film quote like that. You remember <laughs> that, John? Remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's lockdown eve. Uh, oh, one thing that has happened today: the American election. Oh yeah. As at the time of recording, we don't know yet who's won it. It will be Joe Biden, though, I'm pretty sure now. Really? Do you think? Oh, yeah, I think he will win now. He's got all the uh, fraudulent postal votes to come in. <laughs> <laughs> what's worse? I mean, what's is, is, is Trump or Biden worse? I mean, Trump's obviously, you can't get much worse, can you? So. I, he's terrible. I think, I think, I think like, I know four years with him as president. A cartoon world, character. I, I don't think the world can take it. I really don't. Um, <laughs> I'm really not a fan of either. Like, I wouldn't pick it up. Bernie Sanders, if you want a, if you want a president, get Bernie Sanders back. I know, yeah. I know he never gets nominated, but he's a great guy. But yeah, I'm not a fan. I mean, Joe Biden, in, in two weeks, what, what date are we on? The 5th of November. In less than two weeks, Joe Biden turned 78. Fair enough. <laughs> in, in four years' time, he'll be 82. <laughs> but why is he not getting pension already? He's getting paid pension on top of his <laughs> What happens if he dies so. in those four years? Well, exactly. I mean, if he goes for two terms, he'll be eighty-six by the time he steps down. But 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 like within this term, what happens? Like, does someone? Is it? Would it be? I'm like, not. What, is, is I'm not hundred like, percent sure with American like American succession, but I think it'll be Kamala Harris who's the VP. Oh really? Uh, because when JFK got assassinated, I think it was Lyndon B. Johnson who stepped up. I don't know whether he had to go to an election straight away or whether he just took over for the to, to finish off the four years or not. We should really should really look into that, but I like Joe Biden is losing his mind. Like <laughs> I'm genuinely worried. Like over the space of four years, that he might just go senile and like launch a rocket at someone or something. So is Biden? I mean, I, I, again, I'm not very very well upon the American poli- or any politics really. Um, is is Biden a sort of liberal guy? Is he? Yeah. Well, he's a he's a Democrat, like uh, Obama was. Yeah. Yeah, Trump is the Republican, like George yeah. Bush was, like Darth Vader or like Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is the uh, Republicans like um, their version of the Tories? Yeah, in a, in a roundabout way. Yeah, they're kind of like out the more right wing. Yeah, they're equivalent of our Tories. Yeah, right wing. Yeah, right wing. Okay, oh dear. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like we've got Joe Biden again. It's not been confirmed or anything yet, but. They've got the postal votes to count, and everyone believes that the postal votes go for Joe Biden. So, in that case, it'll be. What I'm just like, I mean, what the freaky thing about this is that, like, votes obviously because of COVID have to be done by 
post now. Why not the internet? Is it, well, that's easy, easy to hack, is it? Well, Maybe. But, I mean, this is the thing, like, Donald Trump's claiming that the postal votes are all uh, fraudulent. Rigged. Yeah. Rigged. Oh, yeah, so if he so wins, he'll have to say, sorry, I didn't really win, because they're all fraudulent, so... Well, I, I think, genuinely, I think he's got a plan in mind. Two yeah. weeks ago, I think it was, the Chief Justice in America died, uh, and he, he replaced her with his own Chief Justice. And he's already said, yeah. I know that he's... Uh... He's taking it to the courts. Like he's already yeah. got his lawyers talking to the courts to kind of uh, again, exactly. is it fraud, like um, election yeah. fraud or something? Pretty much. So he, he's installed his own person as the chief of justice in the, the U.S. courts in the U.S. justice system. I can I can honestly see a scenario where he takes it to court, proves that it was fraudulent, and gets it all thrown out of court and. Does away with democracy and becomes like emperor of the first, the first empire of America or something. Kaiser, like that. he becomes Kaiser then. He becomes Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, as scary as it sounds, might be true. The, the thing is, though, like even if, uh, like it just kind of goes through, like Joe Biden is president. I feel like there's still going to be like um, riots and shit. Like, like this. Either way, I feel like there's going to be riots in America. No one's going to be happy, are they? No one can ever be happy. It's so divisive. I mean, I, I genuinely blame both sides in, in America because they've been, they're both so like, it's so partisan kind of thing. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's either like, it's either their, their side or nothing kind of thing. And it's like, you, yeah. you've got to meet in the middle with things. You can't just be so black and white over big issues like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't imagine America being liberal at any time. Oh, I don't know. I mean, like thingy. Uh, well, this is the this is the thing. Like Barack Obama was was a liberal. Yeah, president. but he still like led war campaigns and stuff in the Middle East and stuff. You know, stuff he, like that. And stuff. Bombs yeah, Syria, he, like, he's not, he's not, his shoes aren't squeaky clean. Or is that? Is yeah, that exactly. Exactly, and like uh, before that was Bill Clinton, who. To be fair, wasn't as bad with stuff like that, but he was shagging around, you know. He did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So I think uh, they've all got their issues, definitely. <laughs> Haven't we all, though, John? Exactly. Like a metaphor for humanity. Yeah. I just feel like yeah. liberals have got more on... It. They're really on the side of the working man a little bit more. Uh... I think that's fair to say in the UK they always have been. I think the UK definitely. I don't know about I don't know about Barack Obama though and Joe Biden. I'm not sure them to have ever worked a day in their life before, but mm-hmm. I know no, that uh, I know that Barack like was a lawyer and stuff like that. But posh, they're both posh bastards, aren't they? This is what this is what I mean. Yeah, <clears throat> they haven't got much in common with the. Uh, I think this is what genuinely genuinely why people like George Bush and Donald Trump get voted in because people who. Um, your more common working class people they'll see people like that and think oh I could have a beer with them I could have a beer with them and have a laugh and that's why I'm going to vote for them do you know yeah. what I mean well like, Nigel Farage tried that same thing didn't exactly he? yeah exactly when in reality people like Nigel Farage and Donald Trump and George Bush wouldn't be seen dead talking to them having a drink with those yeah, people yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they well, think people, people think that about you know working I mean? class people do they Exactly, yeah, but people think like, oh, that's a man I could have a beer with and have a laugh with, and it's like, no, you really couldn't. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not massively political, but I do think that if you're a Tory person, you should be rich. Uh, 
It depends again, again, like with the Tory thing, there's a lot, they've got a big backing in the military services as well. So if you've been in the military at any point, or you know, the Navy or the Army, you find that if they have a lot of support there as well. Oh, because so you've said, again, that's probably why they like it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, what I mean, it's all, it all, yeah, it all depends on your background, I think. Like when I was younger, I, I was very, uh, I was a big Labour supporter, yeah, and. Growing up, like my granddad was a miner, you know, uh, worked, worked as a miner kind of thing. So I come from like a mining family kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. of course, I, I, you know, I would vote for Labour kind of thing. But where 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 did your history come from, John? Where, where do you herald? Uh, my mum's side is Polish, and it was no. my mum my mum's dad who was a miner, but he was born he was born in England, but it was his, it was his dad who was Polish, right. And my dad's side's just from Manchester somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> I was like, I like that. I like the programme, Who Do You Think You Are, on TV. Yeah. Where are you, where are you two from, Who, like, hereditary-wise? Uh, wait, where are you from, Nick? Me. Um, so, Irish on my dad's side. Um, and then uh, pretty much pure English on the other side, but... Um, well, I'll say that. Um, I think during World War One, um, one of my grandparents around that era was uh, German. Wow. Ah, wow. Mein Führer. So, well, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was World War One. So. <laughs> Sorry, Mein Kaiser. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I've, I've got I've got a bit of variation, I suppose. Yeah, I like that. What about you? Jimbo? I think uh, basically English, Irish, and Scot Scotland and Wales. That's like basically where all my family come from. Oh, I see. You were very um, British. Um... Yeah. <laughs> but my, my, my the family from my dad's side lived in, in Warrington, where I'm from, for like over 100 years. So my dad's side of the family lived in the same place where I'm from now, like for 100 years. And then, like, oh, my, right. my, other side of the family, like from Ireland and Scotland and other places like that. But Interesting. Not 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 move very far. And my obviously my genetic gene pool must be very small. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably why I've got like two dicks. I I used to think everybody had two two of them. <laughs> I'll just mention a couple of other quick things if that's okay. Uh I had the day off work today, like a uh, last minute, because we found out we were in lockdown. So I thought, right, before lockdown, I've got a load of shit I want to get done. I've had to pay for my PS5 and my Xbox Series X. So what's that are, you getting, are they getting delivered to your door? Like, when are they, when are they knocking about? Well, we spoke about it last week, didn't we? Uh, but I found out over the weekend that I would have to, because of lockdown, I would have to go into game this week and pay for them both physically now. And then the Xbox comes out next Tuesday. They're going to literally open the store on the day. You just turn up with a raffle ticket and pick up your console and walk off kind of thing. Yeah. And it's a week later on the 19th, they're doing the same for the PS5. So I went today, paid for both of them, got that out of the way. They actually had the Xbox console in front of me and they bagged it up and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, can I just take it now? And they were like, hmm? no, no. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. What? Are you telling me that they've actually got consoles out and they've not been released yet? Yeah, they've got the consoles in store. Yeah. So some guy who works in a computer a game shop has a hundred percent 
are, are any games out yet for him? Well, that's what going on to after that. Uh, I heard from John. Someone must have played them. Oh, sorry. Sorry, someone must have played them in the in the, in the game shop or whatever. Well, this is the funny thing. I'll I'll, I'll explain to you now. Like the uh, yeah, after that, I just got, I had a message from John. John was like, "Oh, I'm going to Manchester. Do you, do you fancy a?" Uh, because he knew I was off today, like he said, oh, do you fancy yeah. just meeting us? I was like, oh, yeah, nice. So I just shot off to Manchester to go and have a... I went, I went to have a pizza with John and stuff and I had a catch-up. Did a bit of shopping. But uh, while I was there, I picked up Watchdogs, Watchdog Legions, you know, the new Watchdogs. Oh, that looks game. class, that. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, this is what they're doing now for next gen, the Xbox. There's a, it's a thing called uh, Smart Delivery. And basically, I've bought the Xbox One version. I don't know if you can see that there. It's also the Xbox Series X version. Ah, see right, okay. See the little X in the corner there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I put that into my uh, new Xbox ne- next week, and it downloads the next-gen version onto your console. Very nice. Ah, so similar. In some ways, it's similar to the way Grand Theft Auto uh, Five got released cross-platform in the way that it was on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Yeah. And then when the new Xbox... You had to buy the game again. No, didn't you remember? That's it. Yeah, you buy it once and that's it kind of thing. Yeah. So they're doing that for like Watch Dogs, all, basically all the games. Assassin's Creed, the new one, the new Call of Duty. On the Xbox, you just buy the one version and it'll work on either the Xbox One or the next-gen platform. Oh, nice. This is going to happen, but can you imagine when this happened, when Bethesda realised this and they're like, what? We can't sell Skyrim again on every single platform. <laughs> yeah. They'll demand, but they, they could keep releasing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I, I, I just know in the future that there will be a little X on the corner of the, you know, the, the Elder Scrolls game or whatever. But I just kind of hope <laughs> it doesn't, just just so they can keep it you know, original. <laughs> so I'm all I'm all set now for next gen. I've got the Xbox. Well, I've got to go and pick up the Xbox on Tuesday. I've got all next week off work. So. So when is the Xbox out? Sorry, sorry. Tuesday. A week. Tuesday. Yeah, five days away. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But, uh, More days away, actually. Oh, sorry. Just one last thing as well. Uh, I ordered, I think I told you both, I ordered FIFA Vendetta on 4K so we could watch it for the uh, for the pod. Mm-hmm. Ordered it on Sunday because it got released on Monday. It's turned up literally an, half an hour ago. Oh, no. Like, still look, still on the cell phone. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, I'd be fuming if I were you, man. Well, I've got FIFA Vendetta, but it's too late to watch it for the podcast, so I've got to watch it on Now TV. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's where I watched it. Throw that in the bin. Um, yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> but at least, you, at least you've got it for future reference. I mean, I watched it. I was actually travelling. I was in Southeast Asia around this time last year or something when I last watched FIFA Vendetta. Oh, really? And it did sort of bring back some nice memories. Yeah, I love that one. Like, you associate a film with, like, a certain time of your life kind of thing that you enjoy mm-hmm. and you can watch it and it brings that kind of a hundred percent nostalgia and i think i was trying to think of other um november the 5th films because obviously halloween has got so many films associated with it bonfire night hasn't really got any this is the most famous one the most, i mean the, it's world famous now because of you know anonymous and stuff for using the mask as the, yeah they were toxic the mask Got in a way, is that is that a real <laughs> is that a pun? Are there? Can they get oh, away yeah. with that? They'll have that. Yeah. Hear that Are you having that as a pun? Okay, cool. Right, <laughs> well, we, can, we can write that one down. Um, but yeah, there's not really been very many, um, you know, fifth of November films. I mean, obviously you've got uh-huh. the Guy Fawkes stuff, and I think, I think a TV series a couple of, a couple of years ago on BBC 
was about Guy Fawkes, you know, and about 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 this sort of stuff. But we're, we're missing out, I think. I agree. I was literally thinking the same thing before. I was thinking, like, hopefully every year now we can do like a Halloween uh, special kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Got loads of horror films to watch for Halloween. I was thinking, like, we can't really do a bonfire night film every year because what else is there? There's nothing out there, is there? Yeah. I have to look into that see if there actually is any other bonfire night film. But... Like some guy yeah. gets thrown on a fire, like, and they think he's the guy Fawkes that they throw on the fire, and oops, sorry, it's actually you maybe a. Uh... Maybe call Wickerman <laughs> bonfire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it could be a Wickerman thing, then yeah, yeah. Or it could be, the, could be maybe we we, we, uh, we get like a a, a, a a Donald Trump version or like a um, like an effigy, like an effigy for, to burn. I just googled it. The um, oh yeah, I googled bonfire night films, and it's dead funny. Like I don't know if you can see that, but the the, the two films that um, it mentions. Uh, v for Vendetta and Wickerman. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> well, they're both not making a fire, aren't they, really? So, <laughs> this can be our project for the future. We'll, we'll make and direct a bonfire night film. That's a good I'd love to have Boris, an effigy of Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. You know, dressed up with his bicycle helmet on and stuff. You know, like just making him look as dweeby as he just normally looks. <laughs> Or, or like a, a killer film on Bonfire Night about a serial killer, but he wears like a, a, a Bojo mask or something. Yeah. With all the blonde, old one hair sticking up everywhere. That'd and be stuff. freaky. Yeah. Terrifying. I love the idea of that. If, if, if the fact <laughs> of like, a, a, you know, if, if Boris Johnson was chasing me around, I'd be freaked out. To be fair, he doesn't look right, does he, that gentleman? Yeah, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't catch you though. You, you'd, be, you'd be safe. You'd go out running. That's true. I don't know if he can, he can execute anything accurately, so. <laughs> Did you ever see that time when he absolutely creamed that kid playing rugby oh yeah he, he actually smashed the kid did he yeah yeah smashed the kid out of the way it was like bloody hell <laughs> i mean i mean a little kid with like you know like cerebral palsy you leave him alone i mean it was just, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a game mate calm down just absolutely crippled that kid <laughs> jesus what a what a twat <laughs> right guys have you two got anything more you want to wear Talk about news wise, no, other no. than like you know, hide quick before the before the bombs fall. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys have got nothing else, we'll uh, talking of like dystopian futures. We'll get into the main film if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys. The uh, the big film this week, as it is Bonfire Night, is V for Vendetta from two thousand and six, directed by uh, James Teague, I believe. Nick, have you got a synopsis? Um, yeah, uh, it's it's James McTeague, by the way. Oh, sorry, McTeague. <laughs> um, in the future, British tyranny, a shadowy freedom fighter known only by the alias of V, plots to overthrow it with the help of a young woman. Okay, here's a clip. Voila! In view, a humble vaudevillian veteran, cast vicariously as both victim and villain by the vicissitudes of fate. This visage, no mere veneer of vanity, is a vestige of the vox populi, now vacant, vanished. However, this valorous visitation of a bygone vexation stands vivified and has vowed to vanquish these venal and virulent vermin, vanguarding vice and vouchsafing the violently vicious and voracious violation of volition. The only 
verdict is vengeance. A vendetta held as a votive, not in vain. For the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. <laughs> Verily, this vicious soise of verbiage veers most verbose, so let me simply add that it's my very good honor to meet you, and you may call me V. Okay, that was V for Vendetta. Uh, who wants to kick us off with this film? I feel like James should go. It's fresh in his memory because he watched it like half an hour ago. Did I? Actually, <laughs> I watched it just before this, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think before I absolutely love the film. I think I think it's so poignant, especially at this moment in time, isn't it? Like what what's actually happening with society yeah. right now? Absolutely, yeah. Quite worrying, really. Definitely, like just some of the elements this film touches on. Not only like has this year obviously highlighted them loads. There's loads of little creeping things in there that I've noticed, like probably like the last five years. That's concerned me a little bit. Might as well just jump straight into that that element of it kind of thing. The, uh, the well, just quickly before sorry, John. Twenty twenty. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I, was, I was just gonna say like we were traveling last year, and me and Emily watched this film probably about well just before you know probably over a year ago now then, and we didn't know anything about coronavirus. Didn't know anything about any of that, and it was it's just sort of been more. It's made more sense this time. The, the next time I've watched it, which was just like a few, like an hour ago or whatever, it's actually made a lot more sense to me now than it did, you know, when I was just sat there like, oh, yeah, <laughs> didn't know anything about coronavirus or didn't know, but I, I was less open to the idea that, you know, society is crumbling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's another thing. Like, I first watched it when it came out, so it would have been like back in 2006, I would have had it on DVD. And I liked it, but it didn't blow me socks off or anything. I thought, yeah, it's a good film. It's, for me, back then, it was like Even in the same league. Like, cool. Yeah, it's like in, in the same league as kind of I Am Legend and I Robot, stuff like that. So it felt like yeah. Warner Bros. were doing a lot of average kind of sci-fi stuff back then, like I Am Legend. I get, I get what you mean. Yeah. Me. I like all of those ones that you just mentioned, but I like them because they're okay. Yeah, exactly. Back then, for me, I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's in that kind of, in that kind of ballpark. But watching it now... Maybe it's because the, the world's changed so much. I was like, "Fucking hell! Like this is amazing!" <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like blowing my socks off, kind of thing. But do you mind if I just point out a few of the comparisons with like the modern modern world, kind of thing? No, because I imagine that quite a few of them we, we would agree with. Probably. Like, this yeah. is one thing that I've noticed for the last five years. You two will probably notice from like discussions. I mean, we've had in the office. Like, I, me and John, you but you both know me and John. Hopefully, I like big. Arguments in work about stuff like this. Yeah. Like, uh, the whole thing, like, there's, I haven't got the exact quote that V says, but there's one bit in the film where he's given like, it's given like a TV uh, presentation, and he's explaining about like how people used to be able to like object and like object in a in an intelligent way, and people weren't offended when people object about something and stuff. And it's like it's part of like life and civil discourse, just to be able to like have a conversation and disagree with someone but it doesn't mean you hate them and you want them dead kind of thing no yeah yeah i've just noticed in like loads of aspects of life recently that like people think there's a right way of thinking kind of thing like and if you don't agree with that like not to get back into the politics side of it kind of thing but not that i'm a trump supporter yeah like not that i'm a trump supporter or anything but like you see it on twitter and facebook like twitter and facebook actually block certain aspects of like republican opinion 
they actually like censor it and stuff. And it really, really was like we're getting to that point now where it's always like being... Donald Trump says, like, oh, it's fake news, dead fake news. And that, and that, yeah, that the kind of being told about him taking down from Facebook. Yeah, he's been told what to think, like, and if you object against it, you're like, you're an idiot and stuff. And it's just like, yeah. I, I think, I think this film really like hammers that point home, like, just stuff like that. And the whole thing of, uh, like the first thing I noticed, I mentioned to you both before, it starts off with Natalie Portman going out after curfew kind of thing. Yeah, and that curfew thing, that, that, that rung a bell with me, because like, oh my God, we've got a bit of a curfew knocking about. Well, well, we haven't anymore. It used to be the pub shut at 10 o'clock. Now the pubs don't open at all, so... It's supposed to be like some dystopian future, that, um, that film, isn't it? But um, it's very... It's, like watching it it's almost exactly how it is right now um like down yeah. to the curfew like we basically have got a curfew i mean pubs have curfews but i suppose it's the same thing in it but um if you weren't walking around the streets and that they'd be like what are you doing so i mean now we're in lockdown it's like there's no point there's no reason to be out so like why wouldn't yeah. they do that <laughs> you'd be like what the fuck are you doing out here the gestapo would be down wouldn't they exactly yeah and like going off the back of that curfew bit, one of the I think it's that Creedy, I think he's called one of the one of the yeah. bad government guys mentions I... about uh, the uh, we've quarantined the Bailey area, and it's like quarantine, you know, like again the language they're using and stuff yeah. like it's just like words that we're using, and it said yeah. epidemic at, at one point, didn't it? On the on on, on the screen, it was like epidemic, like yeah. Obviously, these are words that, that we've known before and these things will obviously have happened before, but it just seems so much more poignant now because it's, it's real, we can relate to it a lot more. Definitely. Uh, also got, got off from point there. I made myself forget what I was thinking of. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, like I said, the quarantined uh, language, uh, V is wearing a mask. He's a, he's ahead of the times. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good job. He's not catching any uh, any coronavirus. No. Uh, although there is that one scene where Natalie, Natalie Portman uh, kisses him on the mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Incredibly who, hot. Who, scene who else has like, kissed that mask though in the past? Someone well, exactly, else. Has I hope washed that it. Mask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hope he washed it down afterwards. Down <laughs> it <laughs> in like some sort of <laughs> chemical. But like the big one for me that like. That really drove it home was like obviously there's a load of conspiracy theories now about coronavirus kind of thing being a man-made thing and all, all this. Yeah, yeah. it all just sounds like absolute rubbish. They say it in this film, don't they? They say it was man-made, don't they? Yeah, like so the thing when you when you watch something like that, you're like, oh, this is getting a bit too close to home. Now. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the good police and investigator Finch yeah. at one point talks to his colleague, Christopher Rea. Oh, was that Chris Rea? Chris Rea, I think it is, yeah. The singer, Chris Rea. Oh, no, I'm saying that's Stephen Rea, sorry. Oh, Stephen Rea. That's, that's where we're from, yeah. I was, trying yeah. To think, I was trying to think where I've seen him, and it's. Uh, I think he was in Interview with a Vampire. He might have been. He reminded me with a name. We'll just double Stephen check Rea, out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so he's I'm an Irish bloke. Just a fact check. The Irish bloke. Yeah. I'm he sure he was in an interview with a vampire. And how brilliant was Stephen Fry's character? And I feel as though Stephen Fry's character actually mirrored his own life to quite a strong degree as well. Yeah, definitely. The Stephen Fry character. Like you said, it's like a metaphor for his own life. 
Yeah. The whole thing would be like... He was gay, uh, in the, gay in the film as well. And he obviously had a taste for, you know, having having all these nice things. He was, he was a rich guy. He was a TV, TV show host. And he did the sort of the joke about the Prime Minister... Well, is he supposed to be the Prime Minister at the time? The, uh, the, the guy who looks like Nigel Farage. I, I, I think, yeah. up, there's a lot more I, I, dictatorship in it. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like like going back to what John was saying before about Trump becoming an emperor, I think it was kind of along them lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Well, he took the, well uh, Stephen Fry's character took the piss out of the, uh, the, the, the the leader of the country or whatever it was, and then he got killed. And he, but, uh, I thought that was but quite again, interesting. Like, oh, sorry, mate. Like, on the Stephen Fry thing, going back to the thing I mentioned before about, like how you have to fall in line with the way of thinking kind of thing. There's one bit, I think, where Natalie Portman goes down to his basement or whatever, and he's got a lot of, like, uh, gay yeah. paraphernalia down there. But he's got, like, a Quran as well and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's that's the he's, reason he's why like... he would kill. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. That, later, on, bigger, later on in the story, they found loads of weird shit down there, loads of gay weird shit, but those for the Quran, they were like, fuck that, we, we, firing squad. But again, like I think Natalie Portman says to him, like, what, you're Muslim or whatever? And it's like, no, I just, no. it's just a beautiful book. I just keep it for the yeah. artwork and stuff, you know, it's like... Exactly. And the poetry within that book, just, I can enjoy that poetry just because I'm not of that religion, sort of thing. Yeah, I you don't like have that. to be. Yeah. You don't, you I've got a lot of time for Stephen Fry outside of this film, anyway. Yeah, he's a great guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, uh, we're going back, going back to that police chief, that uh, Finch guy. He says to his colleague at one point, if I was to tell you something like our government could have possibly killed 100,000 of their own people with a virus intentionally, like, what do you want to know kind of thing? And that's the one bit where you're like, ah, that's that doesn't mirror our, our own world. We've only killed 50,000 so far. So. <laughs> not not 100,000 yet, so when we get there... They've got it wrong. They've got it wrong. Then again, apparently this film is supposed to be set in 2028, not 2020. So Yeah, so give it eight years. Got three years yeah. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that's in the 2020s, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so, late so, 2020. Yeah. So what you're saying that, like, this year is not even the worst of it. It's going to get much, much worse over the next eight this years. Is the, this is the beginning, apparently, Nicholas. So, so we're going to stay in lockdown for the next eight years. And, Can't and, wait for that. And by, by, the time it's can... tw- by the time it's 2028, there's actually going to be curfews where we will walk into an alley and get jumped. Um, yeah. but again, like, again, I'm obviously getting myself way too worried about this, but like the thing I mentioned before about like the death of democracy kind of thing, this is how this kind of thing happens. Like Right now, what's happening in America with like this, this election is almost highlighting why democracy doesn't work. Or democracy in its current form doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. This is how we're going to end up with yeah. like a dictator. It's not a true democracy. <laughs> no, like, this is how we're going to end up with like buddy, this high chancellor guy running the country. Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't but be yeah, surprised. But... I mean, I, I, I'm, I'd be so happy if I'm wrong about this, but Donald Trump is still going to be the president of the USA. Did he say he's still going to be? I think so. No, I think he'll definitely lose now. I hope so. I think by January he'll be uh, he'll be gone. He'll I mean, go back it, to doing a, the apprentice. If, that's that's only if he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's only if yeah, he actually, uh, um, decides to actually leave. 
I'm pretty, yeah. pretty sure he'd put up a fire. I guarantee, like, he would have to be forcibly removed by, like, the armies or something. I, I'm just being hopeful here that that's what's going to happen. Like, uh, like I said, I, I kind of mentioned before my uh, my idea of, like, a worst-case scenario, but I'm just hoping it doesn't come to that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, that, though. But, but no, I think... Uh, this film definitely touches upon all of those little little bits, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like it's just so. Do they call it, what do they call it? It's like the Saint Mary's virus or something like that. Oh, I can't think now. It's the Saints something virus, and that and that's that's a virus yeah. that's going on in America at the time of the the, the uh, Viva Vendetta's uh, timeline supposed to be happening. I thought it was quite interesting, yeah. though, and it seems to like you know strike a chord with people again. But I've noticed that it's not on any, you know, it's not on Netflix. It used to be on Netflix and it used to be on Amazon. It is still on Amazon, but you have to buy it. But it used to be on Netflix and it used to be on Amazon for free. I'm sure of that. Uh, but yeah. now, obviously, it's not. So on a Now TV at the moment. Yeah. Never try Now TV. Don't know how it works. It's quite good Now TV. Like it, it does have a lot of. Um... Decent films in there, to be honest. Are you like Sky or something? Isn't it? Yeah, people watch Sky movies. Yeah. yeah. Just mention, uh, I like the fact that like V is a big fan of alliteration. He has a couple of speeches where like every single word starts with a V. He does, yeah. I should have yeah. really made a note of that, but I know. I, I wish I wish I could uh, <laughs> just roll one off, but okay. it was more like alliteration, wasn't it? The way he just absolutely inundated. Uh, it was Natalie Portman's character at the beginning, wasn't it, with all the uh, V's knocking all about. the V's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just mentioned at this point the uh, again, it's a comic book adaptation from a comic book written by Alan Moore, who did uh, Watchmen as well. Oh, nice, right? I don't think it's as good as Watchmen. I've got the book down there, but I feel like he, uh... if memory serves, he like he wrote it over a long time. He did like the first like half of the book in like 1980 or something. And then he finished off in like 1989, so it just feels really disjointed. I think it doesn't work as well as, as Watchmen does. Yeah. I feel like he's got. I think a if lot... anything, this, this film might be actually a better, you know, version mm. of it. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like he. You uh, like Watchmen as a film, don't they? As well, he, he likes to say a lot about um, kind of new world orders and stuff, doesn't it? Like modern politics, like yeah, from like yeah. 40. He's writing it 40 years ago, but it's so relevant today, kind yeah. of thing. Like. It's, it's, it's very um, political, all of his stories, aren't they? Yeah, so like, I wasn't about like Judge Dredd last time, but like I think Judge Dredd has a similar sort of thing, didn't it? It was remake, but it had kind of a lot of poignant points within it. Yeah, like modern society and stuff like that, kind of thing. Yeah. And the hierarchy and <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah, the way it's run, kind of thing. Yeah, that's where we'll get to. Like, if if Trump stays in power, he'll be he'll have a he already appointed that chief of chief justice the other week. He'll appoint judges to like execute yeah. people on the street. <laughs> it's <laughs> like fuck. the MTV film with I can't remember his name now. It's uh, Idiocracy. Have you seen that film, the MTV one? Uh... And it's absolutely class. It's it's uh, um what the hell is that guy's name now? Terry Crews is the pre- president of America. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think you've told me about that. Yeah, absolutely. I've not seen it. It's so believable. That's the scary thing about it. Just on the Alan Moore thing as well. Like this, this film actually reminds me of the Watchmen film at points. Like the, the fight, the fighting at the end. There's one scene where V faces off with a uh, Creedy and his men. And like, yeah, there's like twelve of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
he's got the little like a they're called size the little forks kind of thing with the mm. prong through the middle oh have the yeah yeah it's like, like a teenage mutant ninja turtles shit yeah like Raphael has yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's throwing them around in slow motion and like splattering into people the blood flying everywhere yeah it reminded me of Watchmen like the fight scenes in Watchmen were like this ultimate super brutal kind of thing and in Watchmen he's showing they're showing bones being broken in fights yeah. and stuff like that he got twatted up didn't he though like uh, V he got like shot that many times like and then obviously spoiler alert he lifts his cloak up and he's got some sort of like bulletproof vest on and he's still yeah. he's still fucked and he? he's like he's still dead but like are you gonna if someone shot you in the head once you're gone like what, what is that is that nice? <laughs> supposed to be bulletproof or something as well it, it, it could have been <laughs> it could have been but I like that like as well like it really got me pumped up like when he uh, he kills all them people and he catches Creedy and he's choking him and like Creedy's saying like you know why 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 don't you die I've tried, you know why can't I kill you and he says some, I'm going to kill this quote but he says something along the lines of like uh, I'm an idea and like you know you can't kill ideas or something like that mm, yeah <laughs> but I, th- I thought that was great yeah I really like that as well can I just jump back to uh, an issue with the casting as well no go on. do you guys Oh, sorry. Do you guys know that, like Hugo, we didn't mention what Hugo Weaving is a uh, play is the voice and the body actor for V. Yeah, yeah. But they actually started filming with James Purefoy playing the part. Who? Uh, you'll know him, Nick, from a TV show. The following, he played the serial killer in series one. Okay. Remember that? No, I've not. I've the TV show. With Kevin also- Bacon. I, the thing is, I actually like it was just the other day I got reminded of that show, um, and I don't remember it at all, I'm afraid. But I, oh, I, I, right. I do remember I watched it though. Well, the bad guy in that serial killer was the original body and voice actor for V, and he quit after six weeks. And uh, hmm. I think the official verdict is he blamed the mask; he just couldn't work with a mask on or something. But James Purefoy since has said like that wasn't the reason, but he won't tell anyone why. Yeah. Why he quit or got fired, kind of thing. So they went wow. back to, obviously, uh, Jimbo, you mentioned before that the Wachowskis were heavily involved. Yeah. Uh, so they, they must have just gone back to their uh, main man, Hugo Weaving. Got him involved. Say, so, look, you, you used to be Agent Smith. Agent Smith was pretty creepy. Would you mind coming back for my thing? Do the same thing again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, one other thing as well. I keep on forgetting tonight what I'm, what I'm meant to be talking about. Uh it's a hard time for all of us. Oh, John. sorry. That that's it. Sorry. Uh, there's actually shots in this film though, where when you're seeing V doing stuff, it's not actually Hugo Weaving. It's James Purefoy. Oh, really? It's actually oh. under the suit. Like, uh, oh, so, dubbed so, it over with, uh, so we did actually uh, do the uh, like the shot a few scenes which they kept. I think it might actually be more than even think. It might be about half of the film or something because right. they filmed for six weeks before he quit. So, like, you know, a film's uh, photography only takes maybe two months tops usually, or three yeah. months to film. And uh, he quit after six weeks. So a lot of the, a lot of what you see in the film is actually James Purefoy. Madness, though. I believe. When you quit a film like that, would you get paid at the end of it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I reckon they get paid, like, weekly or something like that. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, or, or did he have to sign something at the beginning? So if you quit, is it six weeks in? You get nothing. <laughs> Possibly, like, or give back what you've, give back what you've already earned, or something. <laughs> uh, 
and again, like you both mentioned, the Wachowskis were involved. Uh, they wrote drafts for this going all the way back to 1995, yeah. before they, they were even famous themselves for doing The Matrix. Yeah. So it's yeah. been quite so a wrote... big part of their lives since before they were going, sort of thing. Yeah. I could definitely see why, with the whole mask-wearing aspect to it and stuff. And oh, sure. when you actually watch the film, it looks like The Matrix at that point, doesn't it? You know, uh... Yeah. Yeah, no, right. And I believe a lot of the behind-the-scenes crew were all just their crew for making the Matrix trilogy that they used right. to film it, kind of thing. That's pretty cool. And uh, James McTeague is the uh, assistant director on the Matrix. Oh, nice. That's amazing as well. It yeah. does seem it seems quintessentially quite an English film, I think. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of that, the English thing, what do you all think of Natalie Portman's accent? She does a good job. Is she yeah. from Israel or somewhere, isn't she? She is. She's like uh, I think she's Ameri- uh, probably Israeli. She's American, but she's, she was born in Israel kind of thing, yeah. Uh, it's a very kind of uh, Jewish thing to do, I think, isn't it, to be born, you know, in the, in the homeland kind of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, it was yeah. believable. Her accent seemed English to me. Yeah. There were, just, there were just points that stuck out for me a bit. Just like, just felt like someone trying to do a posh girl accent, you know, a posh English yeah. girl accent kind of thing. But it, it was, I thought she was good in it. I thought she was really likable. Yeah. Like to shave her hair, like it's a pretty big Not step. Not the first time she shaved her hair, though, is it? I mean, I'm sure I've seen her on like an advert or something like that where she got a shaved head. <laughs> maybe, maybe you, that was just after the film. <laughs> yeah, straight away. I, I might as well utilize my uh, new acquisition of no hair. <laughs> <laughs> Also, just one of the comparison as well with, with modern life that I missed before. There's one bit where I can't think which one of it is now that serves a uh, eggy bread. I think it was Fee. Fee who does it first. He does it twice, though, mate. He, he, he makes her eggy bread on at least two occasions. Well, it's, uh, it's V does it and Stephen Fry does it, don't they? Oh, he's, shit. He's both sure, do it. Yeah. And I can't I think, think who does it first, but whichever one v- does it first. Oh, I mean, it must be Stephen Fry, is it first? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, whichever one it is, they, they use real butter. Yeah. That'll, be, that'll be on V's one because V said he stole it from a uh, supply thing from the Prime Minister, didn't he? That's it, yeah. And again, just another comparison with modern life. We've got a sugar tax at the moment. Like, yeah. we're literally getting to a point where, you know, like, foods will be, what's the word? Contraband. Yeah. Like, well, you- you don't know about the ta- the pasty tax to Cameron David Cameron put into, into into so if you go to Greg's now and it just so happened that like it's been a while since they've sold a pasty you'll get a cold pasty but if you go to a more expensive one that that are paying the pasty tax you'll get a hot pasty. Apparently, it makes it fast food if it, if it, if it, if it, to make it hot again. It's yeah. a joke. It just means that we all have to fucking just eat a cold fucking pasty. That's yeah, the yeah. biggest attack on the working class I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, James. Only a Tory would ever even consider that fucking idea. Basically, James, um, if you've got if those um, counters are hot, um, any food underneath it's classed as fast food. If it's not hot. Yep. Then it's not classed as fast food. Yeah, so I, I've I've had so many cold pasties since David Cameron uh, passed that law. I mean, it's not really affected my health. I mean, in fact, it's made me feel worse because, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm still going to eat the same fucking pasty, but it's going to be cold now, so I'm going to feel <laughs> I'm going to feel bad for it in my mind. 
You can't even get hot food now. This is what this is where exactly. we're heading. Well, no butter. We can't get hot food, but God for God forbid you mention the uh, the children of the um, you know the, the children of the uh, COVID apocalypse. Uh, if, if you're uh, if you're you know you're struggling for food and stuff like that, the government are not going to help you. They've, they've actively actually said that they're not going to give children food. That's um, fine. We've got uh, we've got Marcus Rashford on the case, so we all <laughs> Marcus Rashford. What an absolute legend this guy. Yeah, it's a good guy, isn't Yeah. Sorry, can I just mention? We'll just quickly skip through the plot. Like it starts off, V causes trouble at the start. Bumps into Natalie Portman. Yeah. He ends up like kind of torturing her to make her. Bit like a bit of a fight club kind of thing. It basically is a fight club thing. It's a bit yeah. cruel, isn't it? What it does to her, really. But yeah, basically make her face death so she can become like achieve her true potential. And then at the end, he has the whole plan of blowing up Parliament kind of thing. Uh, so just skipping right ahead to the plan at the end. I love the bit where uh, the way it's directed. The Finch policeman is explaining to his colleague what he thinks will happen. And as he's, as he's explaining the stages of what will happen, it's actually showing you like things happen on the streets while he's talking over the top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he it mentions a bit where like you know where uh, what's the so someone will do someone will do something stupid and it shows one of the uh, the law one of the lawmakers shooting a young girl with a V costume. On. Yeah, yeah. And the big riot kicks off kind of thing. And he lifts his badge up and goes, "Look, I'm, I'm a I'm a police officer, me." And then they all just fucking like swamp over him. Yeah, and presumably just just beaten to death kind of thing. Only thing is, though, I wish that could be so. I wish people would be that way, but unfortunately, he had a gun in his hand, and as soon as someone's got a gun in their hand, everybody runs away. That's what would have happened in real life, I think. But he that's one of the things. That's the point. Once. I think though, that's the thing. It was at the tipping point, and like the fact he just killed that young girl. That was the thing where people were like, right, no more kind of thing. And that's what tipped him over the edge. Yeah, but I think everybody approached him. I think he'd have a few pot shots, wouldn't he? He could, but there's so many there that he was going down either way, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah unless oh, he, he was had... going down. Oh, he was yeah. going down. But yeah, I like the way that whole thing was directed, just the way he, it cuts over from Finch explaining what's, what he thinks will happen yeah. to showing it actually happening at all the different stages kind of thing. Uh, yeah, quite enjoyed that bit. And uh, you know what's in my final point, actually, but... What did you guys think of the uh, the massive domino thing that V sets off? Oh, that was actually pretty that. cool. Like, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, thought it was class. Yeah, but like, I, I think it's, it's an amazing visual. I think that actually plays over the bit where Finch is, is saying like, "This will happen and that'll yeah, happen." I think and it shows like, the domino. It cuts between yeah, it cuts between like riots and the the domino effect. Yeah, but like. I really like it. It's a class visual. They actually set up real dominoes to do all that. It's not CGI or anything. Do you know anything behind it? What actually, I was thinking, like, did they do it first take? I mean, what happened? They did it first take, but it took 22,000 dominoes and it took 200 man hours to actually set up. Fucking hell. So I'm just thinking, like, V has got this massive plan in place. He's got all the bombs set up and everything. Every sent out all the costumes to all the people around the country. He's thinking, right, I've got a week now. I've got to spend 200 <laughs> hours. <laughs> so they started it in the middle of the day, right? They had, like, three or four people. And they just started for the yeah. middle and worked their way out, did they? 
I don't know why this. I don't know how they would actually. I, I imagine, yeah, should must be the middle, mustn't it? it Otherwise, you'd be, knocking, you'd be knocking everything over. I imagine. I mean, yeah. Have you never seen know. like the videos on YouTube of people that do it all the time? So I'm not really, to be honest. There's loads of I videos mean, on massively... YouTube. There's loads of videos on YouTube of um, of like dominoes just falling all over. Nick, the I'm not into freaky shit like you are. Okay. <laughs> How's that freaky? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally dominoes. <laughs> But yeah, I believe it was like three people who uh, spent 200 man hours literally setting up uh, 22,000 dominoes. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, oh, so I mean, that's oh. the highlight of the film for me. I love that scene. Imagine being paid that. Yeah, I'm going to pay you for a week of um, work just to help dominoes. <laughs> what a job. <laughs> right, guys, I think that was my final point. So uh, have you guys got anything else you want, you want to mention? Get into ratings if you want. Yeah, what's ratings? Ratings. Ratings. Oh, no. Unless you've got any uh, more points. <laughs> James? Who wants to uh who wants to kick us off? Uh should I should I go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Four point nine out of five. <laughs> That's a solid rating. Okay, explain. That is a solid rating. Wow. He gave a five oh, last week, and now when I was a four point nine. <laughs> I know four point nine is pretty good, isn't it? Two two good weeks, two high weeks. However, however, how however much I love the way that the film was made, it's more about the what it was. This one that gave me that rating. Yeah. No, I'm glad you liked it. I thought I thought you might have come and be a bit like a uh, a bit wishy washy on it, but. Oop. Very good, very good. Nick, what are you saying? Uh, I feel bad for giving it a lower score, but it's good for me. Um, four out of five, I think it is for me. It's the first time I've ever seen it. It did, it did blow my socks off a little bit, uh, especially with the similarities between that. And it freaked me out, bro. Yeah, but yeah, I, I loved it. And Hugo Weaving was incredible. In it. He was. Yes, very good. Just, just to mention there, there's one bit like early on when Natalie Portman's like saying, I think it's after his, uh, that prod, the old guy's been killed, and uh, she's click, she's kind of clicking on that he must have done it. And she's like, Oh, V, were you involved with this? And V's just like, uh, Yes, I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the casual way he says it, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's class. But uh, yeah, I, I loved it as well. I'm, I'm torn between like a four and 4.5, but I'll, I'll go 4.5, I think. Uh, Again, back when it came out, it would have been like an average three point five for me. But yeah. just, just, just in terms of entertainment, I just really enjoyed the whole thing because of what it means to now as well. I think definitely how like uh, how relevant, how much of a metaphor it is for modern living kind of thing. Hmm. But yeah, loved it. I'll give it four point five. Fantastic. Okay, that was the main film, but uh, Jimbo was just reminded us of something that we forgot to mention in the news. Very sad news over the weekend that Sean Connery has uh, passed away. Indeed. Legendary. At the age of 90. Legendary actor. I'm pretty sure I mentioned yeah. um, him on, on just the last podcast because I was talking about Indiana Jones. <laughs> you did, yeah. I mean, I think that might be my favourite Sean Connery film, uh, Last Crusade. Oh, really? Yeah, even more so than, like, the Bond films. Doctor No. I'd say Doctor No is my favourite um but then again, I've not seen Marnie yet. I've been, I've been watching a lot of uh, 
Alfred Hitchcock films lately, and I think Marnie's the next one for me, but unfortunately, I mean, he's he's died since I've had the pleasure of seeing the film. But in some ways, I think it might make it a bit more special. Who knows? Yeah, but like, like I say, getting to the age of 90, it's a, an achievement, isn't it? It said, it, it, what I loved about this, it was like, he died, I mean, which was terrible. The only, the only, the only terrible thing is he died, but the rest of it seems like nice. It was like, he died surrounded by his family. He was 90 years old. Um, he died in his sleep and he died on his island in the Bahamas. I mean, yeah, at the age of 90, that's, the way that's the way James Bond should die, I think. If he could choose to go, that would be the way that you choose. Yeah, surrounded <laughs> by his family at the age of 90 on his private island in the no, Bahamas. I, I like um, um, Frankie Boyle's way to go. I think that's the one. That's the one you want. <laughs> what was that? Was it a, a drug-fueled sex party or something? Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, drug-fueled sex heart attack, I think it was. That was it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably, the, probably the best way. Oh, um, I think, didn't... Um, uh, Matthew McConaughey recently did an interview, didn't he? he? said how his dad died, and his dad died um, apparently all through his childhood. Well, maybe not when he was a young child, but um, his dad always did say um, that he was going to die making love to their mum, and he did, in fact, do that. <laughs> I think he had, <laughs> apparently he had a heart attack. Um, That's a rough insight, you kid, that, isn't it? But, but, but apparently it actually happened, so... Well, just on this topic as well, have you ever seen the Kevin Smith clip where he's talking about the reason why he lives his life the way he does and he regrets nothing? And it's not the reason he lives the way he does was because his dad, he said his dad was the coolest guy ever, dead nice bloke, never never hurt a fly, never offended anyone. Yeah. Well, he died, like, he died screaming, like he was, he was ill with something. And, like, he died in, hosp- in his hospital bed screaming, like... So like Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith just says like if if a really good guy like can go out the world like that, like there's you know what I mean like there's no kind of justice to anything like you know it's just complete chaos kind of thing yeah. and just uh just enjoy enjoy life while you can kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, matter whether you're good or bad, I mean you're still going to die the same as everyone else, aren't you? That's quite literally like my way of thinking. Like, I, I I like to have try a and be good though. Try I, and be good. I don't know. No, no, what I mean is though, like, like, um, I mean, being a good person is one thing, but I think like with Kevin, Kevin Smith, you're on about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with Kevin Smith, he's not a bad person, but he likes to, you know, he likes to smoke weed. He he, he um probably has a drink, I assume. <laughs> but I'm the same. I, I just think I'll, I'll have a drink. Because, <laughs> I'll just have a drink because, like, like you say, people go out in horrible ways when 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 they've been eating. Vegetables all the life, not drinking. Yeah, that's what it means. Like so basically, what you're saying is, Nick, is like just drink as much beer as possible and smoke as much as possible. No, no, that's not. No, what I'm saying is. Um, oh, sorry. No, that's what I was saying. No, what, I, what, I, what I'm saying is, drink as much as you want and and smoke as much as you want because at the end of the day, you, you you'll you're going out the, um, eventually anyway. So fuck it. Ignorance. I, I, mean, I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if I've read this right, but I think like like Kevin Smith's point was almost like, you know, when you just get hung up on stuff like in a 
just something small can bother you for like years kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Or weeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, don't let the little things bother you because like you're going to die anyway and you might die in an awful death kind of thing. So it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just try and enjoy yourself. Like. <laughs> I, I'm proper down for that. I, I, I love that way of thinking. Yeah. yeah but on, I agree. On the, Sean, on the uh, Sean Connery thing, uh, I've forgotten again what I was going to say. <laughs> Keep doing this, but... Yeah, uh, love love his Bond. I think Doctor No might be my favourite Bond film that he did. Yeah, just because it's the first one. What what my philosophy is on Bond films is is either the first one that that an actor does is the best one, or anyone with the name Gold with the word Gold in it. <laughs> <laughs> Goldfinger, Golden Eye. Is that yeah. it? The man with should... Golden Gun is pretty good. Golden Gun. So, uh, so, so, a few so, good ones, but mainly I would say the first one that they've done, like like Doctor No, is brilliant. So, are you just saying for any uh, actor then, James? Are you saying for any actor it's either the first no, one? No, no, only Bond, only Bond, only Bond. Okay. Um, because like Sean Connery did like the man. Uh, sorry, he did um, Doctor No, and that that was the best one that he did. But he also did one with the word gold in it, which was gold thing, which is pretty good. Then again, the one he did after, the one before that again was um, you know, from Russia with Love. That was pretty cool as well. I mean, that, that's the only example I can think of because he was the first one. He got away with that. Then he came to George Lazenby. He just, you know, that was a good film anyway. Uh, after that, was Roger Moore. Um, his first one would have been Live and Let Die. Great film, yeah. fair enough. And then yeah. The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah. That was a pretty good one as well. And then after that, it went to um, bloody... What's his name, didn't it? Timothy Dalton, yeah, after that. Timothy Dalton. Both of those were great, I thought. I thought both the Dalton stones were fantastic. I love uh, The Living Daylights. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit more cheesy than, you know, License to Kill, isn't it? But It is, but I think License to Kill is too, like... It's too dark, kind of thing. At places, yeah. Go, it's not like Bond anymore. It's like a serial killer film or something. Like that. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's where they were going for, and that's why Bond is not the way he should be now. I mean, obviously they went to um, uh, Pierce Brosnan shortly after that, and again, yeah. it was his first one. Coincidentally, it was Goldeneye because. Going by my golden <laughs> statement, I mean this works. It's the first Bond film, and it's also got the word golden in it. And I think Goldeneye's um, Sh- uh, Pierce Brosnan's best Bond performance. So, how long has these James Bond films been going on for now? Like, when was the first one? Nineteen sixty-two was the first when Doctor No come out. But so before that, there was a piece. So it's nearly there was, there was a film in the early late fifties. Yeah, there was there was oh, a so, so there's been yeah, a- nearly a. Uh, Nearly sixty years. Wow. Well, two thousand. I'd say, I'd say, nineteen sixty-two was the first proper Bond film. Yes, yeah, so when twenty twenty-two will be sixty years. So, yeah. will that series of films have won some form of world record for the longest-running um, film series ever? Yeah, I think it is the longest-running film series, isn't it? Do the strange thing is, is it like tw- new... twenty-seven or something now or something that? Oh, this is yeah, Bond twenty-five, the new one. Yeah. Thing is though, like because of COVID and stuff and the way that the uh, that everything's going at the minute, I don't think I, I'm, I'm. I'd be I'd be surprised if this new Bond film is released. You know, if it's not released on you know Netflix and stuff like that. I don't know. I think I think we'll see it in April next year, probably. I think. 
it probably won't do as well as it should have done, but no, I don't think anything will. Well, John, do you think that like the cinemas are just going to open up in April and everything's going to be fine? Or yeah, I think it. I think it should do. I mean, well, according, yeah, I mean... according to Bojo, we're, um, we'll have a vaccination by spring next year, won't we? So yeah, we said he's got to kill it by spring. Didn't he? Yeah, literally, <laughs> he, he he's promised that we'll be out of lockdown at December second, and he rec- and and he um, he pretty much guarantees that we'll. Be over the worst of it by spring next year. Only yeah. problem is, I mean, like I, I, I've got no problem with someone who knows what they're on about, but, but, but like Boris Johnson doesn't seem like the kind of bloke who knows what the fuck is going on, does he? <laughs> How can I take him seriously now? I know. That's a worrying and... thing, and he's running our country. And it's the same with, with America, good. and I'm sure, like obviously, when Biden gets, you know assassinated or whatever and Boris Johnson Mark II uh, is just like the, the, the president of America again when, what we will learn from this that's what I, that's my question <laughs> <laughs> but but Sean Connery though great actor <laughs> <laughs> so yeah RIP uh, Sean Connery Rip. Sean Connery legend absolute, absolute legend, legend yeah. in the film industry yeah, uh, I apologise for calling him a wig wearer last week. I'll take that back. Uh, <laughs> did you actually say that on last week's podcast? Yeah, but I mean, he, he did wear wigs, to be fair, so... Because <laughs> you're an actor, yes. I mean... I, mean actually, I, don't, yeah, I don't take it back. He was bald, he wore a wig. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Wayne Rooney. Like Wayne Rooney got like something sewed into his scalp, didn't he? Yeah, a little hair transplant. Yeah, ten thousand pound hair transplant. Ten thousand pounds. What yeah. one is that? It is. No, you just shaved. Especially when it looks like that. <laughs> Elton John's one didn't go quite the same way, did it? His was like uh, all the technology ones. He just had like a uh, a bit of like carpet has been stapled to your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can always tell with those kind of hair transplants because like Elton John's is like a bit of like a carpet sample just stapled on yeah if you, if you lift it up if you lifted the carpet up you could see like all the joints where it's been stapled yeah the underlay when Moon has had the actual like hairline all like neatly yeah again Wayne Moon is only about 35 though so like his skin is probably more supple than uh you know <laughs> Elton John was only young though when he had that when he had that carpet stuck on his head <sighs> fucking hell what 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 Elton was. Yeah, he was only young. When Elton's, he had it Elton's getting on for 80 now, surely. Yeah, but he wasn't when he had his hair transplant. No, yeah, it was like in the early 80s, wasn't it, when he had his hair transplant? Oh, well, was it? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, they didn't have the same technologies back then days, did they? Didn't know what no. they were fucking doing, basically. They were like, why the fuck am I doing this? Is it Elton John's head? Just had a bit of prick stick, just glue it on. A bit of prick yeah. stick, yeah, and a bit of like, you know. <laughs> Stuff you got in school, you know, like, like, like a piece of fabric that's furry on the outside. That's what it seemed like what they did. And I'm picturing like a little pot of PVC glue, you know, the little white stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what Ralph, Ralph, um, you know, of the Simpsons Wiggins. would be like eating. Yeah. Right, guys, I suppose we better talk about films, haven't we? Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's actually miles yeah. off topic, really, there. <laughs> uh, Jimbo, I believe you've watched something. I believe you both have actually. Yeah. What have you watched, Nick? 
the same as you, I believe John's talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Borat. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, we the, watched Borat too. The subsequent movie film. What um, do you think, Nick? I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I am. Um, I, I might even rate it higher than the first one. I, I thought... Than Viva Vendetta? No. Oh, I, right, r- rate, it high, rate it higher than the first um, Borat movie. Ah, yes. uh, I, I'd, I'd love to be able to um, reel off the uh, full title of both movies, but the first one's so mental, isn't it? Like the full um, name. Yeah, the actual title. But, um, but yeah, I, think, I, I think was... It, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I love his um, filming style. The whole, um, you know, um, kind of going out into real world and putting himself in those fucking mental positions. Have you like read about like the interview with um, um, Borat's daughter? With with um, is it? No, it's not Mike Pence. It's um, it's. I think it's um, Bernie Sanders. No, it's like Trump's lawyer who's featured in the film. And, and and he's basically unzipping his pants um, for this 15-year-old girl. Well, I say, I say <laughs> Julie, Giuliani, is it? Yeah, it's, I, it's I, I, I say, I say, I say 15. Trump's, um, I say, yeah. Lawyer or something like that. That's it, yeah. I, 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 um, I say 15. Giuliani. I say 15 year old girl, but I think she is actually of age, but in the film and to this guy is portrayed as like a underage girl and he's just yeah <laughs> and he's just unzipping himself getting ready for some underage loving freaky shit get ready to <laughs> get himself ready some absolutely freaky nights out yeah but it's like horrific though like, like i mean some of the things he's captured on film like and it like in this film as well i think like um bora asks like i think he's an mp Awesome. It's like he goes to this party anyway, and he's talking to this guy. And went, how much do you reckon, like um, I could sell her for? Like talking about his daughter, Borat is. <laughs> and this guy actually says, "Oh, fucking!" Like I can't remember what he says, but he says a price. And like this guy, I, I don't know if it's like daughters or just even if they're related to him or not. But it's these women behind him, and they just look at him and go, "You're disgusting." And, <laughs> and, 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 and that was real though. That wasn't. That wasn't like. Um, like acted that was like real people reacting to Bora asking him this question, and it's mental that he does it. <laughs> no, he's uh, no, he's pretty sick. He is class though, like because he did that. Um, this is America or whatever it's called. Um, last year, didn't he? Where, where yeah, he... I'm not actually seen. Is it worth watching? It's it's very similar where like he, he dresses like is this one character he gets dresses up as and it's like is this like um like um kind of fighting expert um and, and he's talking to a it's an actual MP it was an actual MP this one um right. and um and, and he basically training this guy how to um 
defend himself against like Muslims and stuff. <laughs> but the, 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 the but the um the way he's doing it, he's, he's saying like yeah, so so they're definitely scared that if if they get touched by a gay man, um they'll turn gay themselves. So what you have to do, you have to like get your bare naked ass out and run towards them and go, I'll turn you gay, I'll turn you gay. <laughs> and, and this guy's genuinely doing it. He's genuinely doing it, thinking like this is real. I, I think this guy like got sacked like as soon as this kind of got released, but like these people are just idiots thinking that this is real. It's mental. <laughs> and like the stuff is caught on camera. It blows my mind. Like frightening. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to watch it. I'd, I'd, I'd reckon like I've, I've never watched, um, oh, what was it called? That Bruno was it? I've never watched Bruno. Oh, yeah. I've never watched Bruno. See, I, I quite like Bruno. Um, but I've I've never watched that one. But and, and I've also never watched Ali G, which is I've, is is that similar? Where where is um... Nah, nothing like it. Ali G is more of a conventional film. So is it? it? Yeah. So so Ali G is worth watching. That you'd like that. Bruno but, is similar to Borat, but it's not got the same edge to it. But it's worth but, watching. But that but that's the I same think, thing. I think it is pretty outrageous though. Like, but it's the same Bruno thing. That are, like, shocking. Yeah, Bruno's the same yeah. thing though, in it where. Um, um, like it's real people, like he's getting the kind of reactions from. Yeah, yeah. Ali G isn't Ali G. The film Ali G movie is more like a conventional film. It's nothing to do like, with that. Really, like, like the dictator. I watched that one. That's that's a just. A yeah. I didn't. I didn't see that one, but I I know what it's about. No, but I, I love it. I think I think I think he does an amazing job with it. One of these things that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was on. He was on a, a program, this Hollywood Reporter program, talking like uh, Jim Carrey and stuff like that. Like, really? Like, you know, big people. If you go, you can go on YouTube and type in Hollywood Reporter, Sasha Baron Cohen. I'm going to have to Carrey watch that one, actually. I'm interested. It's really, it's worth watching because it's so, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's inspirational. You know, it's like, oh, anybody could do anything sort of thing. Well, this is, this is the thing. His whole thing is that, like, um, the reason he does it is because he 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 need he wants to bring awareness to the to these kind of discrimination that the discrimination that anti-Semitic stuff. Well, not, not even just that though. It's like like the reason he did Bruno is because he wants to bring light to the fact that people are so fucking like like there's so much Americans hate. are very homophobic basically. Exactly, there's so much homophobic in the world, like homophobia in the world, and like like all of his characters, like obviously. Um, Borat's kind of about um, racism and stuff, and that yeah. and that this um, this is America. That anti-Semitism that, as well. That this is America is also about racism. I think I think um, when he does this kind of project, it is about um, shining a light on um, a lot of um, discriminations that are happening across, mainly in America. Because I mean, obviously, it is prevalent in um, England as well, but America's. So stuck in the dark ages at the moment. With um, well, still should I say, America is like the scary country at the minute, isn't it? For 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 the um for the greatest country in the world and the 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 country of freedom or something. It's not very free, is it? Yeah, it's on a bit of a knife edge. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I just went on a bit of a rant then about um <laughs> politics. I suppose. No, I'm totally. I've got a, I've got a massive sog on over that now. So. <laughs> have you, you guys got any other films you want to talk about 
Oh, so I, I recently watched a film, actually. It was called, sorry, this is just like on a, a, a whim now. His House, it was called. It's actually Netflix. Netflix, original. yeah. Have you seen this film? No, but every time I put Netflix on, that advert jumps in my face every time. Oh, I was absolutely pleasantly surprised by this film. It's a bit of a horror film. It's supposed to be a bit spooky, but it's also sort of a, 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 a social commentary, really. Yeah, it's about, about uh, asylum seekers, isn't it? Yeah, this couple, of, this, this couple who come from, it looks like it's like an African country or somewhere like that. And there's a lot of war going on. People are shooting each other and stuff like that. It looks like they've just sort of, you know, let's get out of this place. They get away with it. They, they, they come over and it's quite funny. It's got um, one of the Doctor Who, it, Doctor Who people in it. Uh, Matt, Matt. Matt. Oh. What's it called? Matt, Matt Smith. Smith. Matt Smith is in it. Don't, don't hold me to that. It might not be him. It, it looks like I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is him. <laughs> and um, it's highly worth a watch. It's actually it's actually kind of poignant as well. It, it works with what's happening now, and it is a bit of a horror film. There are a couple of freaky moments where you'll you'll be freaked out. But you know what? This is one of the coolest horror films I've seen in so long. It's especially the coolest British horror I've seen in so long. Okay. His house is a hundred percent worth a watch. What do you rate? And because it? it's so interested, so powerful at this time in the in in, in, the, in this day and age. What would you rate it? I'd say it's like four point five out of five. Oh, you? you've been been very generous today. There was another film, film, but I can't it, I can't remember it, so it mustn't be as interesting as his house. So. Cool, cool. Okay, guys, that was all for the uh, the bonfire night special. Uh, we'll be back again in a week or two with uh, with another podcast. So, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you very much. Buongiorno. Bye. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can email with any feedback or complaints at don'tspoiltheending at gmail.com or you can tweet us at DSTE Podcast. Thanks for watching. Busy, but...